Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dorney's Vinyl. If you're new to this podcast, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to me uh, on Anchor. Uh, I think Anchor is actually now Spotify, um, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. However you are listening to this podcast, please subscribe. We are here, episode number 31. We have started the last quarter of season five, um, and, 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 and season five, or, or the, the, the remaining albums for season five are, are just in really good albums. Before we get into it, though, if you're new, how the podcast is going to work is we'll go through, or I'll go through the artist, uh, the, the, the album, the personnel, and the track listing. So here we go. And then, well, that's the first half. And then after that, uh, we'll take a short little break. And then the second half consists of me um, doing song rankings, song opinions, and an album score. So this is, as you can tell from the title, probably the reason why you clicked onto this, unless you are subscribed. This is Journey's album Escape. So Journey, they formed in 1973 in San Francisco, California. They were active from 1973 to 1987, then again in 1991, and then from 1995 to today. They are a supergroup uh, with original members including Neil Sean and Greg Raleigh, who came from Santana, Ross Valerie and George Tickner, who came from Frumius Bandersnatch, and Prairie Prince, who came from The Tubes. Those were the founding members. Um, they sold over 48 million records in the U.S. and over 100 million worldwide. They were nominated for one Grammy Award. They were inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2017, uh, and they released 15 studio albums and 59 singles of their studio albums. In the U.S., they had nine top 40 albums, six top 10s, and one number one. And in the U.K., they had four top 40 and one top 10 albums. Then their singles, in the U.S., they had 18 top 40 hits and six top 10s. In the U.K., they had one top 40 and one top 10 single. So significantly more popular here in the U.S. than overseas. So Escape, it is the seventh studio album that was released by Journey. Following the tour to promote their sixth studio album, keyboardist Greg Raleigh left the band to start a family and work on various solo projects. Keyboardist Stevie Keys Roseman was brought in to record one track that would be released on the band's upcoming live album. Raleigh then suggested pianist Jonathan Kane of The Babies to be his permanent replacement so Kane joined the band. The album was released on July 31st, 1981, and it peaked at number one in the U.S. and number 32 in the U.K. Reviews of the album were mostly positive. Uh, Colin Larkin of Encyclopedia of Popular Music rated it four out of five stars, and Martin Strong of The Great Rock Discography rated it an eight out of ten. Mike DeGagne of AllMusic rated it 4.5 out of 5 stars, writing retrospectively, quote, Escape flung Journey steadfastly into the AOR arena, combining Neil Sean's grand yet palatable guitar playing with Jonathan, Jonathan Kane's blatant keyboards. All this was topped off by the passionate, wide-range vocals of Steve Perry, who is the true lifeblood of this album and this band. However, Rolling Stone magazine's original review of the album was less than favorable, rating it 2 out of 5 stars, with Deborah Frost writing, quote, 
When heavy metal lightweights like Journey start swinging from the chart tops after years on the road, there are usually at least two hummable reasons. But once you get past the single here, it's tough to fathom why either the band or its new LP is riding such a hot streak, end quote. The album would become the band's most successful studio album. It would certify Diamond in the U.S. with 10 million certified copies sold, and it also certified three times platinum in Canada. In 2008, Classic Rock Magazine rated it the best album-oriented rock album of all time, which is AOR, and it also ranked it number 22 on their 2001 list of the greatest rock albums of all time. The album also had a video game released about it by Atari in 1982. The personnel for the album uh, are the band consists of Steve Perry on lead vocals, Neil Sean on lead guitar and backing vocals, Jonathan Kane on keyboards, rhythm guitar, and backing vocals, Ross Valerie on bass and backing vocals, and Steve Smith on drums and percussion. And the album was produced by Mike Stone and Kevin Elson. Alright, now getting into the track listing. So all of the tracks on the album were written by Steve Perry, Neil Sean, and Jonathan Kane, unless noted otherwise. So track one is Don't Stop Believin'. Uh, it was released as the second single off the album, and it peaked at number nine in the U.S. and number six in the U.K. Prior to recording for the album, the band rented out a warehouse in Oakland, California, to work on their new ideas. During this time, new member Jonathan Kane came up with the song title and hook, which evolved from something his dad would frequently tell him when he was a struggling musician. Neil Sean would write the bass line for the song, and Perry convinced Kane to write a synthesizer part based on the bass line. Kane and Perry then began working on the lyrics and thought that the experience connected to two people leaving their past hometown lives, with Perry saying in an interview, quote, We felt that every young person has a dream, and sometimes where you grow up isn't where you're destined to be, end quote. On the day of recording, Perry was unable to make it due to having a cold. The band found some of the parts difficult to record, so they used a verbal click, -click track, Perry rejoined the band about a week later and recorded his vocals in one take. About the song, Billboard magazine wrote, quote, An up-tempo, melodic track that is characteristic of the Journey sound, the fluid guitar and vocal highlight this strong follow-up, end quote. Track, oh, never mind, still continuing with that track. Uh, the song is the best-selling digital track from the 20th century, with 7 million copies sold in the U.S., it ranked number 133 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time, and it received the Grammy Hall of Fame Award in 2021. Track 2 is Stone in Love. It was released as the fifth single from the album but did not chart, and an I Love Classic Rocket blog called the song one of Journey's most underrated songs, writing, quote, It was a hallelujah moment for the trio. As Sean worked on the song's lethal touch of rock, Perry and Kane brought nostalgia to the table, making you reminisce the moment you laid eyes on someone you love during the summertime, end quote. Track three is Who's Crying Now? It was written by Perry and Kane. It was released as the lead single off the album, peaking at number four in the U.S. and number 46 in the U.K. Perry claimed that the chorus popped into his head while he was driving to Los Angeles. He recorded it on a mini personal cassette player, and took it to Kane's house to show him the progress. Perry came up with most of the melodies and rhythms, but he needed help on the lyrics, so Kane helped write some of the verses. Neil Sean's guitar solo at the end 
came about because he originally recorded an aggressive experimental solo. However, Perry and Kane didn't like it, so he recorded, in Perry's words, quote, the simplest thing he could play off the top of his head, end quote, which was much more appreciated by the band. In Record World Magazine's review of the song read, quote, Steve Perry's haunting vocals and Jonathan Kane's icy keyboards are in the spotlight, end quote. Track four is Keep On Running. Track five is Still They Ride. Uh, it was released as the fourth single off the album, peaking at number nine in the U.S. Cashbox Magazine wrote about the song, quote, There is something sad, almost mournful in Steve Perry's vocal as he sings of quasi-mystical night riders in this bluesy lament. Then he continues, Jonathan Cain's doleful acoustic piano work and Neil Sean's crying guitar notes fill out the sonic scenario, end quote. Track six is Escape. Track seven is Lay It Down. Track eight is Dead or Alive. Track nine is Mother, Father, which was written by Sean, Perry, Kane, and Matt Sean. And track ten is Open Arms. It was written by Perry and Kane, released as the third single off the album, which peaked at number two in the U.S., Kane started writing the song while he was a member of the Babies, but their vocalist, John Waite, turned down the melody, so instead he finished the song with Perry. Originally, the band nearly didn't record it due to Sean's disliking it, because it, quote, was so far removed from anything Journey had ever attempted to record before, end quote. His reaction changed when they performed it live for the first time, and the audience loved it. In a 2005 interview... Perry said about the song, quote, I had to keep my head down on the console when Open Arms was on. There was one line in the song that I always wanted to be a certain way. I have ideals about certain things. The line, wanting you near, I just wanted that line to go up and soar. I wanted it to be heartfelt. Every time it would come by, I would just have to keep my head down and try to swallow, swallow the lump in my throat. I felt so proud of the song, end quote. So that concludes the informational half of today's podcast. I'll take a short little break and I'll come back with my song opinions, song rankings, and album score. Alrighty, I'm back after that short little break uh, and I'm going to give you guys my song rankings. So if you're unfamiliar, how I do it, uh, pretty simple. I listen to the album from start to finish, track one to track ten in this case. Uh, I go through, I write opinions for the song, and as I'm going through it, I rank them. So, pretty straightforward. We'll start with number 10. I will say, before I even get into this, it was hard to rank these. There's almost, if not every song on this album uh, is is just absolutely incredible. Uh, so it was, it was hard to rank them. At number 10, I have Escape. Uh, this almost has a harder rock sound to it uh, in the intro guitar. I don't know how I feel about this being the title track, though. I feel like the title tracks are usually like a little bit, a little bit better than this. Although I will say the lyrics are stronger. This had a nice instrumental. It was in in between the two lyrical parts of the song. I will say it, I'll give them props because Journey really only reminds me of Journey. There's other like bands and artists that they, like it reminds me of another band or artist. Journey reminds me of Journey. The second part of this song has a slightly different sound than the first. I almost wonder if it's two songs that they just me kind of mesh together. Uh, another nice guitar riff at the end of the song as well. Never mind, like th then there was there was more vo vocals, which were slightly surprising at the end. 
Escape is only said in the song twice, which maybe three times, which I thought was just brilliant writing or whatever. Um, this it, There was a really nice spaceship sound to end this song. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, I'm finally out in the clear and I'm free. I've got dreams I'm living for. I'm moving on where they'll never find me. Rolling on to anywhere. At number nine, I have Mother, Father. This song had a pretty eerie piano introduction with a couple guitar plucks. I like how he only says one to two words at a time at the, at the beginning uh, and, and kind of throughout the song. It brings just great suspense to the song until the drums come in. Harry goes all out on the second verse with his vocals, and he really goes all out in every song, but it's, it's, it's noticeable here. This is one of the better piano and guitar mixes, and it's almost like Perry tries to one-up himself on every verse. The lyrics, I will say, they're still lacking a bit, though, uh, but the instrumentals make up for it, especially in this song. And the, it could have been the best Wow Factor riff uh, if it would have continued to the end, and the song almost sounds like it has an epilogue. At number eight, I just realized I didn't put favorite lyrics for that song, but... Uh, we'll, we'll move on. At number eight, I have Dead or Alive. So this sounds like it could be a drum song. At least it did by the first five seconds of the song. It's a very high-paced song, um, and, and there weren't many of the faster songs that the piano was noticeable. It kind of comes and goes in this one. I, I, I will sound like a broken record now. This had a solid wow factor guitar riff, and this is a very brief story song. And my favorite lyrics were, he drove a Maserati, lived up in the hills, a cat with nine lives that's gone too far to feel the chill. At number seven, I have Still They Ride. This was another good slow song to let Perry showcase his vocals. Um, I really liked the slow guitar, piano, and bass mix. It's just a very, very good sound. They have, they, Journey does really solid ballads. Uh, I like how it slowly peaks at the chorus. Like, there's really not an abrupt change throughout the song. It just kind of keeps building and building off of each other, off of itself, I mean. The only complaint that I can even think to make about the, this this album is, is the lyrics, which they, they aren't, like, bad lyrics, but they're simple. This might have the best guitar solo of side one. You know, that it, it has a great wow factor riff. And it's, it's, it's just incredible how solid side one is that this is my lowest ranked song on that side. And my favorite lyrics were, still they ride on wheels of fire, they rule the night, still they ride, the strong will survive, chasing thunder. At number six, I have Lay It Down. This song had another good guitar solo at the beginning. Uh, a really nice wow factor after the first chorus, to the point where it was almost like hidden, hidden in the song. The whole instrumental almost sounds like it could be wow factor, though. All of the guitar riffs have had uh, a different sound to them. This is, it, overall, I don't have much else to say other than this is a very well put together song. None of them, none of the songs seem like it's being dragged out just to meet like a the three minute mark. It, it, it's, it's just well put together. My favorite lyrics for this one were, by the midnight hour, they could have raised the dead. They were taking it higher. And it just continues there. At number five, I have Keep On Running. This was a great change of pace into 
like almost this firecracker sound, like just this rapid fire uh, explosion of sound. The guitar playing again is great, uh, fantastic, uh, and Perry's vocals on this one sounded slightly different. You know, I really liked how Perry echoes the harmonies on the chorus. You know, usually it's like the harmonies are echoing the lead singer. This one kind of had that switch. Another good instrumental guitar riff. I can't say enough about the guitar. You know, they sound a bit different from all the others. It, it, this is overall uh, just a very fun song. And then you have another really good instrumental at the end of the song. And my favorite lyrics on this one were, Cruising with my baby. Think we just might maybe find some backseat rhythm and blues. Radio, down we go, down we go. At number four, I have Who's Crying Now. So we go back to the piano intro with a slower song. Uh, and, and I will say, you know, the slower songs really let Perry's vocals be the star of the show. Not that they aren't, they weren't already, but he really gets to showcase his vocals on the slower songs. And I also really like the harmonies that you get on the chorus for this song. This is almost like a bass guitar song. At least that was what was most notable to me in this one. I mean, typically every other song is the, um, the guitar, the piano, slash synthesizer, and vocals. This one, we got a little bit of bass. I love the slowed down part at the end uh, or, or the middle-ish of this song. Um, with the one, the part where it has like the Perry interjection in it. This is another incredible and lengthy guitar riff at the end of the song. And I wouldn't necessarily call it wow factor. It's funny because, you know, in the notes that I had in the, in, in the, section, in the previous section, the informational section, uh, Sean wanted to experiment, but he has this captivating guitar solo. My favorite lyrics for this one were, One love feeds the fire, one heart burns desire, I wonder who's crying now, two hearts born to run, who will be the lonely one, I wonder who's crying now. At number three, I have Stone in Love. I really like the contrast of starting with only the electric guitar rift for the first couple lines of this song. You know, I, I, I noticed... This is this is song two. I noticed the bass guitar in this one. It was the first time in a while. I'm a, I, I really like the bass and what the bass does to songs. Um, but, but, you know, I like how this one was there. They have really great harmony vocals. And, and as well as a nice little wow factor riff after the first chorus in this song. I don't think that there's any piano on this song. Um, but then we got like that second wow factor guitar riff. Like, yes, that's what I was looking for. I really like the instrumental at the end of the song, um, especially how the guitar, bass, and the drums, they all play off of each other extremely well. And it's nice and lengthy too. Like I've been looking for a nice lengthy guitar riff. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, those summer nights are calling, stone in love. Can't help myself, I'm falling, stone in love. At number two, I have Open Arms. This was, this, this song had a great album ending tone. I, I almost wanted to say, though, like it didn't, the song itself didn't fit the album sound. Uh, you know, I understand that with, with, I forget who exactly said it, which band member said it, but that it's, it's different from anything Journey ever recorded. It, it really did sound different. Like it's, it's, it's an absolutely, don't get me wrong. It's an absolutely incredible song. It's a great single, but it just doesn't flow off of the previous songs. I will say, you know, getting back to the song and how great it is, I couldn't tell you how many weddings that I've danced to this song at. It's either this or Journey's Faithfully, 
but one of those two songs is played at almost, if not every wedding. I do like how simple the instrumentals, though, are on the verses. This is a nice and easy album closer. And my favorite lyrics for this one, We sailed on together, we drifted apart, and here you are by my side. So now I come to you with open arms, nothing to hide, believe what I say. And last, but certainly not least, because it's number one, no big surprise, Don't Stop Believin'. Uh, this song has an iconic piano introduction that I, I feel like everybody knows when they hear it. Harry has absolutely incredible vocals on this song. I love the slow buildup of the verses um, with, with a really great little guitar riff after the first riff or, or the first verse just to give you a hint at what's going to be coming. This is, I feel like this is a highly done karaoke song. I feel like everybody has sang to this song. I love how... The chorus to the song actually isn't said until pretty much the the end of the song. Just an ab overall fantastic album opener with my favorite lyrics on this one. Working hard to get my fill. Everybody wants a thrill. Paying anything to roll the dice. Just one more time. Some will win, some will lose. Some were born to sing the blues. And and, and I'll, I, you know, I'll stop there because I, actually I didn't actually write that part down. But great, great part of the song. So that concludes the song rankings. Let me get into my album score now. So I give it a score out of 10 on lyrics, vocals, and instrumentals. So lyrically, I gave this one a 7. Um, the songs I pointed to, Don't Stop Believing, Open Arms, and Lay It Down. Vocally, I gave this one an 8.5 with uh, pointing to Don't Stop Believing, Who's Crying Now, Still They Ride, and Mother Father. And instrumentally, I gave this one an 8.5 pointing to Stone in Love, Keep On Running, and dead or alive. Uh, those scores will get multiplied by two to be added into uh, there. It's what's called my Dorney score, and they'll get multiplied by two to, into the total score. I then give it a score out of ten on based off of its U.S. chart position and the U.K. chart position. Because it was a number one in the U.S., it got ten out of ten points. Because it was a number thirty-two in the U.K., it was only got three points there. And then I give it a score out of 10 based off of where it's singles charted. So it had a number 9, a number 4, a number 9, and a number 2 single. So four top 10 singles, which is incredible. Um, anything top 5 gets 4 points. Anything top 10 gets 3 points. So it, it total would have gotten 14 points, but it can only max out at 10. So it got 10 out of 10 points there. And then I give it a score for its cover. I love the Beetle. I call it a Beetle, but I think it's supposed to be a spaceship. Uh, but I love the Beetle. And I, so I gave this cover a 9 out of 10. Uh, so the total score then comes to an 80 out of 100, which is a pretty fantastic score. Um, I'm not going to spoil where it sits in Season 5. If you go back and listen to every Season 5 podcast, you will know where it sits. But that will be talked about in the Season 5 finale, Episode 40. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's podcast. If you're not already please subscribe to me on however you listen next week's podcast will be um an ep extra podcast on this date in which i look at uh so because it'll be released on april 10th i'll look at uh it, the charts in april 10th sometimes in the past and see what our top 10 albums and singles were on that day in history um if you're not already go follow me on instagram at dorney's vinyl and if you're interested in some used 3345 vinyl records, 
I have them an eBay store as well, which is Dorney's Vinyl. So go check that out. That's all I got for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Talk to you guys next week.